let's talk then to Sully Allsop. Sully is a master in sheep and uh, dairy farmer, and he uh, supported Chris's letter, and he joins us on the line. Very good afternoon to you, Sully. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm a, I'm a sheep and beef farmer. Sheep and a, beef farmer. Dairy farmer. Sorry, right, you are. Yep. And we should good. point out too, you were runner up for Young Farmer of the Year. So you know a thing or two about the industry because we admire you no end, uh, given what you have to go through to achieve that sort of success. So, can we ask, first of all, Sully, what is, from your perspective, the greatest issue with what's happening at the moment in the rural community? I think. Um, I think. Chris really did sum it up well when he said this is a rapidly changing sort of environment that we're having to do business in. Um, And there's a lot coming at us. Every single day something new comes at us. It's not the direction that this government, and I'm I'm, I'm not a a crazy right-wing nut. I'm relatively apolitical. I think Homer Simpson said it best when he said, Remy to M&M, blue M&M, they all wind up the same colour in the end. (laughs) Yes, it's a fair Um, play. But this government, I personally am not against the direction this government's taking us. We understand that food consumers are are changing and and we've been trading off a clean, clean green image and we really need to back that up, right? So I'm yep. not arguing about the direction we're going in. It's just the method in which they're implementing it. It's, it's really alienating people in the rural sector. And I said in an interview yesterday to, to stuff, um, you know, it does feel like New Zealand's turning their back on us. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's the reality, but that's the feeling out there. And you can argue about the pros and cons of of policy, but you can't argue about how people feel, and that genuinely is how people are feeling out there. So is it, would you say, just too much too soon, that you just want a bit more time to process this, but you're going to get there in the end? Let's not kid ourselves that in the last well, last 50 years, but certainly in the last 10 years, some really, really good stuff has been happening in both the dairy and sheep and beef industries. So, you know, that we're going forward. I think... Probably the the biggest issue I've got is just around the lack of empathy as to how big of an impact this is going to have on farm businesses. This is probably going to be the biggest bit of legislation since, you know, all the all the things that happened around subsidies in the 80s, which I, I wasn't around for. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, that that was probably good for the agriculture sector, and I think the direction this policy is taking us in, or is in tending to take us and we'll look back in 20 or 30 years and think you know that was good for this industry but it'd be nice to have that attitude of wow you've got so much coming at you um this is going to require a heap of change and be realistic about it some farms will go out of business because of this um It'd be nice to say, how can we help you to deal with that change? But realistically, what we're getting is just, here's what you're going to do. You've got five years to do it. And when it comes to implementing change on land, five years is like five minutes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, And it showed through with some of Damien's responses publicly to that letter. Like, There's just no empathy there. Mm. Um, Because you had a bit of a spat yourself with Damien, didn't you? Yeah, we've had it. Oh, you know, I've had Damien around our farm a few years ago before he was in Parliament, and I've, I, I, I liked where his head was at then, and I'm sure he's genuinely trying to do well by our industry. But the way, the way they're trying to implement this change is probably a case study in how not to motivate people to change. 
and that's where this government and probably his leadership has let us down a little bit. Um, yeah, just look at the consultation period for this this water policy. It's six weeks. Yeah, oh, that's nothing. Regional councils, when they implement their farm plan, their their regional plans, they they take five years before they even work out what they're going to call it as a title, and we get six weeks. Mm. The devil's in the detail in this policy as well. Like the the overriding sentiment is right, but when you really look down to how this is going to be impl- uh, you know implemented on farm, um, some of it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I I understand that when you write policy and you have to put things down on a piece of paper, it's hard to encompass everyone and everything. But some of the stuff really is, is just nonsensical in how it'll be implemented. And if they just what stuff? Time, what stuff are you talking about there? So there's uh, look. I don't want to bore your re, uh, your listeners with um, a whole heap of details around farming, but there's some of the. The proposals around limiting stocking rate, which the you know the sentiment behind it is right, but in how that's going to affect on-farm practices, we can do things that that we're currently doing now in terms of grazing management that won't. This is on hill country predominantly, that won't harm the environment as such, but it will fall foul of these rules. Right. And they don't they never intended that well I'm I'm hoping I yeah. hope that they never intended that, but it's the detail of those rules. And we're not really getting a chance to to say, hey, yep, good stuff, understand what you're doing, but if we just changed it like this, yeah. it'd be a better outcome for everybody. Mm. Exactly. Now now Sully, can I ask this? Do you feel that what's happening and the way it's being done do you feel any empathy from people in the city, or do you think it's almost driving a wedge between the country and the city? Um, if you asked me this two days ago, I would have said, yep, this is driving a wedge between urban people and rural people. Yeah. I think um, since, you know, I, I, I posted Chris Garland's letter on, on all your social media yeah. bloody things, and, and, and I did that interview yesterday, and since then I've, I've really been overwhelmed with the response from people not within the rural sector just saying, look, you know, we understand, we appreciate what you do, and, you know, um, that, that's been quite overwhelming. So maybe that wedge between the urban and the rural people is, is worse in our heads than what it really is. Um, I wonder if you're right, actually, just, just listening to a lot of uh, people this morning too, um, Sally, you know, there's a lot of support for the rural community, so it's probably, if, if anything else, even though it's been very tough, maybe it's come to a head and actually there's so much more support for you than, than perhaps you realised. Mm, sometimes that happens. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, I've, I've been overwhelmed with the response in the last couple of days, and, and that's quite, that, that is really heartening for me to see Good. and to hear. And, you know, I'm, I'm happily t- happy to, to put that out there. But that, that sentiment, like I said earlier, you, you can't argue with how people feel, and that feeling is out there. So that's something we do need to change, and, right. and, and hopefully me saying that on, on radio will help change that. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. And look, the last thing, would it be fair to say that some in the rural sector have felt, and my dad's a farmer, I should de- declare that, Sally, but would, you, would it be fair to say some in the rural sector have felt that there's been some mischievous reporting of late, you know, for example, winter grazing images that are rare and some of the runoffs into our lakes and rivers and waterways and oceans, some of those images were taken after floods, and so it wasn't really a fair reflection of the general farming community. Yeah, I think, um, I think that definitely is a very fair point. That does happen, but... Uh, 
and I think agriculture's probably been getting its, its fair share of that in the last you know few years, certainly the dairy industry. Um, and I'd, I'd just say that you know that stuff it probably represents the the naughty one or two percent of farmers out there. And the, the, on the whole, we we live on the land, we work in the land. On the whole, we're a pretty green sort of sector. Um, but I, I'm not naive enough to think that that doesn't happen in other sectors as well. A lot of news outlets, you know, you, yeah. you sell headlines and yeah. a sensational headline is, is, is going to sell. So I'm, I'm sure it happens in other sectors as well. I just hope people realise that that is the the naughty one or two percent, and and it's not it doesn't represent the industry as a whole. I gef- genuinely think that's being recognised. Sully, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. No, thanks for talking. All the best. I appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, that's mate. Sully Allsop, who's a master in sheep and beef farmer, and also director and farm management consultant with Baker Ag.